Here's the snap back. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin Stars! A 49-yard field goal! And Indiana leads 27 to 24! Austin Indorak wants to throw it. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. If you're a fan of forward laterals and referees, then this is the game for you. This is the OEO Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can follow me on Twitter at Braggley, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. I'm here with my co-host, Brandon. You can find him on Twitter at Brandon Dubich. That's Brandon spelled traditionally. Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. What's up, Brando? Not much. I'm excited to talk uh, Greg Schiano, the savior of Bucker football. Nobody's ever said that they were excited to talk Greg Schiano ever, except for maybe like a Buccaneer fan once a couple years ago. That's about it. Okay, so yeah, we're talking, we're talking the Rutgers game. Week two of the Indiana football season, week 27 of everybody else's season. Uh, number 17 at number 17, Indiana, first week of being ranked. So, so, uh, we were at uh, the old Rutgers. Our old, so you knew this would end terribly, right? Like, of course, Indi- Indiana can't have nice, nice things. things. Yep, like, yep. I was. We were both really nervous for this game, and then after this game is is when I started to get really confident and just start nailing every Indiana pick um, from here on out. But I was I was nervous going into this game, uh, especially because we didn't play great the week before. So yeah, yeah, I agree, and uh, I don't think we played that well this game either. But we'll break that down here in just a second. Um, Rutgers is our kind of our punching bag here of late. Uh, so it was a decent game to come off such a high, but again, that's a little bit scary, uh, to go on the road in the big 10 anywhere. Um, so they are coming off one of their biggest wins and they dominated uh, Michigan. State. I, I don't even know how many years. Yeah. I mean, it's been a long time in East Lansing too. I mean, it was, it was an at, what they get like five, six yeah, turnovers. They up. Yeah. They, I think, I think seven, I want to say so seven. It was, it was an insane amount of turnovers. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the part that scared me a lot, especially coming off of that bad of a game from Penix against Penn State. But um, this was a little bit of a different story. So let's get into our quarter-by-quarter breakdown. We'll hit some of the highlights from each one. Um, Let's start with the first quarter. It took uh, the game a little bit to get started, didn't it, Brandon? That's four punts in a row. Woo! Penix and Vedral putting on an absolute suck fest. And then, uh, then of course we uh, we give them the ball, and then they score pretty quick off of uh, a pass interference on the drive. And then uh, this is about eight minutes to go. Believe it or not, their third drive in the first quarter, a little bit under eight minutes to go. We get a roughing the, the what did I say pass interference. Yeah, it was pass roughing roughing the, roughing, roughing on, the passer on, on McFadden. Uh, yeah. Uh, next play sets up a a corner that was Noah Vedral's greatest ball ever thrown in his life dude i hate i hate to be that guy but i just think i think our scheme how we how we bring a lot of pressure from the linebacker level uh opens up the crossing routes really bad and and that's all it was it was a crossing route 
Um, and we saw, especially in the bowl game, that crossing rights, crossing routes kind of kill this team. Um, and, and this was, you know, display number one. Yeah. Um, this was what I, what I wrote down as an uh oh moment because that ball was just right there in between in that zone, right in between the, uh, corner and the safety. It was a good ball. That was like, Oh sh- shit. And I still <laughs> think you and I can make that throw. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't think it was that high degree of difficulty. Yeah. So then, of course, we come down and we we try to answer. Um, but then the theme of the game, as I said at the beginning, if you like referees, there were penalties aplenty. Uh, tons of penalties in this drive. Huge. We got to see Penix run for the this first time the really game all season. That never yeah. ends. <laughs> and then Stevie had a big run, and then there was a, a targeting penalty uh then of course you know we're looking to score easy and then a terrible snap well i wrote bad snap but i also wrote is this a miss by Penix? i mean it's right here right at, at, where it needs again to be. does he have a little bit of like focus issue i mean you see it more in basketball where like sometimes guys just disengage right and it seems like Penix sometimes starts slow and he's a little disengaged and it takes him a while to get in the flow a little bit. I mean, at least during our rewatch, this was the second game where he kind of came out flat. Um, And I think that in the combination of, um, you know, first quarter, first drive scripts definitely wasn't shared in strong point either. It's kind of a, kind of a bad combination. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. But they end up settling for a, um, a Chucky bomb seven, three at the end of the first quarter, super exciting. Uh, took um both teams about eight minutes to get started to get focused. Yay. So, but then we move on to uh, some actual scoring. Uh, sell seventeen points in the second quarter. Um, a big drive. Let me see here. Yeah, that set up that big drive for another Chucky bomb. Um, to go still behind six to seven, and then I'll let you uh, talk about our first touchdown. Should we get Chucky Campbell on this? He might be who we talk about the most on this podcast. I don't point. think we're allowed to talk to. Um, yeah, we don't want to get him in trouble. I don't know any of these things. So, but yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, again, it was it was a good second quarter led by our defense. Um, you know, just so much pressure from the outside, from, you know, from the edge, from the corner, up the middle. Uh, great stunts. I mean, our our defense just absolutely took over. Um, and completely shut Butkers down in in the second quarter. Um, but again, Hendershot, another not great quarter. Um, again, it, it's his through through two games, not impressed. I mean, we, we kind of said it in the season season recap. Um, a lot to be desired from that guy. Yeah, he does score a touchdown in this game. Uh, but I think what you're hitting at is uh, some of the drop balls, some of the poor routes that he ran, definitely some of the drop balls that he had against Penn State. And as I said earlier on in our pods, is I think he's a top five tight end, or I thought he was a top five tight end in the country. Um, I don't know if he is now. I, I thought he was gone after this year. A lot of people thought he was gone after this year. Now there's not even an announcement that he's coming back. It's like, yeah, he's definitely coming back. This dude. Oh yeah, it's it's there's there's no fanfare or need for any dramatics there. No, I mean this second quarter was highlighted by punt, punt, interception, interception, punt that we turned into 17 points. Um, you know, it was it was just we the defense 
did what it ended up making its uh, name for all season uh, between interceptions. Um, I love, I kind of forgot Jonathan King's great ball skills. I mean, normally you see defensive linemen get all, all spun around. Um, but you know, he, he located the ball and, and caught it right after that, uh, tipped pass. Um, so who Jonathan Kane, is that what you just said? King, Jonathan King, Jonathan King. Okay. Yep. The first interception thrown. Oh um, yeah. That was that tip. Wasn't it? It was. Yeah. I, I don't know who got their hand on it. Um, it was, it was up the middle, so it could have been Cam Jones. Um, could have been Mike. I'm not quite sure who got their hand on the ball. Cause it was kind of a scrum cause Noah stepped up in the pocket. Uh, but Jonathan put his hands up, tracked it down, caught it again. Impressive, uh, for, uh, for an interior D lineman. Yeah. I think the most impressive part of that play was the fact that he's an interior defensive lineman that chased down a ball on the border. Yep. Like he went all the way out. He's all, all he's doing is chasing the play. He doesn't have any idea that the ball's tipped in the air. He's, he's sprinting out to go chase the, the football, whether it's caught or not, and just happens to be there at the right spot at the right time to make a, a great play on the ball for sure. Yeah, it was a very athletic play. Yeah. Kind of uh, forgot Jonathan King, you know, existed this season, uh, you know, but I'm that, definitely going to be watching him. That group of, um, of Florida kids between James Miller and uh, King and uh, James Head Jr., all three of them, I don't want to say underwhelming, yeah. but I thought they would all three be studs. Like, big, yeah, they're not saying I, they're bad. Can... They're not bad players. I think, again, so I'm definitely going to be looking for all three of those players. I just think we had so much standout, you know, so many standout players at the second and third levels that that first level kind of got forgotten. I think I'm going to be looking to see how much of the dirty work that, you know, the second and third level benefited from their hard work. Um, you know, that's why I'm, I'm really excited to do these recaps because I'm seeing things that I just didn't see uh, in, the, in the first go around. Yeah, yeah. I, our defensive line sucked Playing all season. Not a good defensive line. Uh, it was all second and third level players that made it all of the plays. I, mean, I thought I thought Co and Jerome Johnson had had a good. Uh, Jerome had, was good. Jerome was good, yeah. but you know, I, one out of four. Edge edge rushers, I would agree with you there. Uh, not near enough pressure, but I kind of liked what the interior design. But like, let's let's not get too bogged down. Uh, again, great second quarter to create separation. Yep, totally agree. And then we start second half and we start strong. Another pick. Uh, old Noah over there throwing interceptions on fourth and eight, um, classic Vedral. So, uh, what they were thinking going forward on fourth and eight there, I, I have no idea. Don't um, you question the God that is, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that is Ray Rice's daddy. Um, Ooh, I thought we were going to go a pod without mentioning him. We didn't go 20 minutes. Am hey, I allowed to say that? Can I say I that? don't think so. Okay. I, yeah. Ooh. We'll stop. We'll cut that out. <laughs> yeah. Well, either way, they got the ball on the 32-yard line. You're down two scores. Third quarter, dude. Early third quarter. What is he doing? He's going for it on fourth and eight with a garbage transfer from Nebraska. Um, and then Micah makes him pay, of course. And then, again, here we are where we need to be making this huge um, statement play here. We need to go up 27-7, put this game away. WAP gets a huge, huge catch on the very first play, 
63 yards. Again, this is where WAP speed kind of comes into question um, or lack thereof. And then he gets unlucky, I think, uh, with a face mask penalty that, that gets us pushed backwards. You can't blame a, a guy. Bit. You can't blame a guy for trying to make a play. I mean, no. It's... no. So then we have another Chucky bomb. And then stuff kind of uh, kind of hits the fan a little bit. And then nervous, the the hole starts to pucker just the just a touch. Play eighty yard drive. I mean, again, I, I think our defense when we get into grades, you know, had a had a good game, but you can't let Rutgers, you can't let Butkers go ten plays eighty yards in five minutes and score. Yeah, I mean that was it was a little head scratching considering you know the 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 last couple possessions that they had. That was, yeah, that was against the. Uh... The number 21 quarterback, too, I think, uh, where they, they ran two quarterbacks out on that play that, you know, confusion, confusion. You got number 21 out there running quarterback. Lane. Nobody's been great since since Dickie Lego. So let's be real. Um, and we come down and answer. So no big deal. Up up 15, you know, uh, is that late third quarter where we do that? Or is that yeah late third quarter? We're up 15. We got to cruise. Time to cruise. Defense makes a big stop on fourth down. Get the ball now, back. What? I mean, I guess it's a two-score game. I mean, do you do you like going for it on fourth and four there? I mean, you criticize the fourth and eight. Um, you know, if they take the points, it's a 13-point game with a whole quarter to go. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm of the belief you always take the points until the fourth quarter. Um, so again, I, I think they they left now six points on the board. Uh, again, that's you know it's that's that still is you know it's that would make it thirty one or thirty to twenty one, but still that's a lot better. Nine's better than fifteen. I'm not a math major, and <laughs> and I went to IU, but yeah, curious. Both both those uh, fourth down calls. Do we know anything about their kicking? Is there kicking in it? No, they're kicking. If I ever know anything about Rutgers kicking, just put me down. Like, Uh, I just, I hope, again, I love this podcast. I I love IU football. But I can tell you right now, I will never know if Rutgers has a good special teams unit. So I'm just looking. This dude's last name is Ambrosio. He's got to be from, got to be from New Jersey. And I'm going to go with either, like, Victor or something. Let's see what this dude, let's see what this dude's all about. So either way, he was... It's V. It's V Ambrosio. Sorry, I guess oh. I could have given away. So I'm gonna go yeah. Victor. Anybody else guesses? Guesses? Producer guess Vin- on Vince. first name? Vincent. Vince. Vincent. Oh, holy shit! <laughs> Valentino Ambrosio Ooh. from New Would've Jersey. Would have never got there. I called it for sure. Decent kicker, man. Decent kicker. Uh, I don't know what they were thinking. He was nine of eleven on the season. So, uh. I, yeah, I'm with you. You got to take the points. Got to take the points. But they may have been thinking, hey, you know, this is IU. We'll be all right. But no. Yeah, I mean, how many points did they come back from um, in that oh. one game? It's 17, 21, 4 million. Was that the uh, one where I screamed at Kevin Wilson? I think I screamed at him. I think he, and he pointed at me in the crowd, like, after the game. Like, I'd, I'd said some very bad things um, uh, to, to CKW. That was, I won't want to say that's the worst loss we ever had during the Kevin Wilson era, but it's up there. That was bad. Well, we can, we can go through all those if you want. Bowling Green, Navy twice. I mean, we can do a bunch of those if you want. 
Let's uh, not, not count. Let's, not let's counting focus on this ass whooping. Let's focus on this ass whooping. Ball State at Lucas Oil. Dope. Um, but yeah, we go down and score. Yeah. Eight plays, 82 yards. Pennock exists. Um, you know, Pennock's had a good stat line, but he maybe had a couple of drives and, and maybe a half a dozen throws again. I mean, maybe I was caught up and caught up in our wins, but I don't know. I wasn't that concerned about him, but in the rewatch kind of two rough games. Yeah. So I think what we thought going into this year, uh, was what we did last year. We ran the ball last year, right? Mm -hmm. Ran the ball well last year. Um, and we just kind of, you know, managed the game with, with Peyton and got what we needed to get as far as wins go and won the games we needed to win. So I think we came into this year and we saw that it wasn't going to work against Penn state or thought maybe we went up against a decent opponent in Penn state and just couldn't run the football. So I think we just yeah. tried to run the football again, too much, uh, this game as well. You know, Stevie had 21 carries. He ran it. Okay. 21 carries, 81 yards. Uh, Samson had seven carries and Penix had six carries, which were, I, some of them were designed. Some of them weren't, um, He's so, not allowed to run next year. No. Like, so together, 34 runs. Not I want him to pull Peyton including, Manning, and if there's any pressure, just go down. Like, literally, dude, just, like, don't run more than five yards. Like, don't, please. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, unless he ab absolutely has to. Nope, or, go down. Or we're playing the Raiders or something, and he can do that naked fake to the left or whatever that was. You wouldn't understand. Um, so... Whatever we score a touchdown, they do the downs again. We punt again. I mean, the game's over. 37-15, the uh -huh. game's done. And then they score a late touchdown. What was Taiwan doing there? That Dude, was his that has to be his worst play of the season. I wanted I wanted to think after watching the game, I'm like, man, this dude had kind of a trash game. And not a good game. And I went and looked at the stats just a little he bit before we started stats. the pod. What's that? He had great stats. He had great stats. Yeah. Fantastic. I need two and a half sacks, I think. See, that's why you can't just read a stat book, though, because I think this was his worst game, and that was his worst play. Yes. For sure. Of the yes. whole, I'm talking the whole season. Like, this was his worst game of the season, worst play of the season happened in this game. Based off of based off of the talent he was going against, hands down his worst game. Yeah. As far as the job he's supposed to be doing. Did you um, see Matt Weaver gave, gave a bad update about his brother? No. No, but I assume he would go his, to a different school. His brother wants to forge his own path. I use yeah. not out of it, but what he's hearing right now, because I guess he's committing in like two weeks. Um, and while he, he says IU isn't out of it, um, he goes, yeah, it, it does sound like he wants to go someplace else, just like Taiwan went someplace else. Yeah, I assumed he would he would go somewhere else. I assumed that was what was going to happen. Um, the he's the best one. Uh, ratings are ratings. What are you going to do? Doesn't Purdue have like six four-star wide receivers? And what do they do with them? Only one of them's good. The other one's hurt the whole time. And then the other three like transfer or something. So um, so then this is the crazy-ass part of the game. So they get an onside kick, of course. This is where you're like, all right, there's, there's three minutes left. Like, I just want to be done. Like, I just want to relax at this part of the game. You're up 37-21. It should be cake from there. I had a wedding to go to. Um, so I, I left. I, I did not finish this game because, oh, again, yeah, I, remember. Thought, I, I remember thought it was this. over. I'm in an Uber going to downtown Indianapolis, and you're just like, you're not going <laughs> to fucking believe this onside kick. And I'm like, 
okay, it's still Noah Vedral. And then you're, and then you're literally texting me during this lateral play, like, oh fuck, what, 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 what? Unfucking believable. <laughs> um, I was losing my shit, and everyone's like, this guy is this into IU football? Like, it was like a big. There was like six of us in the Uber, um, all wearing masks, of course. Um, you know, but. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go. So I didn't watch this live. You, you, I obviously just did today, but kind of break break this thing down. So here's here's what happened. So on that drive, sack, sack, or sack incompletion, or sack completion for like nothing. The dude was totally blown up on the on the catch, and then another sack. So they're it's third and twenty, fourth and thirty two. Sorry, fourth and thirty two. So you're it, it's over, dude. The game's over. No big deal. Oh, here comes the lateral play. It'll be fine. No big deal. So they just keep lateraling it, lateral, lateral. And then you start laughing because the big fat offensive lineman takes the ball and literally behind him. Yeah, just just takes it. And I don't even know what that track and field move is, but they just like throws it right over the top of his head, whatever that is. Like kettlebell kettlebells the ball. And to nobody. He has no idea what he's doing. But of course it lands right into one of their players' hands. And then he get it to Vedral, and then Vedral looks over his shoulder as he's being dragged down, and he sees three of his players, three wide receivers, not offensive Like the linemen. Music City Miracle. I oh, mean, yeah. it looked like it was set up. Yeah, lined up, and then the dude gets it, and he's gone. And then you see, you see McFadden chasing after him, and he's just like about to the 10-yard line, and he just throws his hands up, and he's like, whatever, dude, just go. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't run around anymore. Like, his stamina was totally gone. Uh and, and then I'm just like, oh, dude, here we go again. Cause now they go. just scored and now it's at, uh, it's still a two point or, uh, I mean, it was no, kind of the, made it a one possession game. It, well, they, they would have needed the two, two point, point version. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of like what we needed in the Penn state game, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we, we were, we were now presenting the same thing we just did last week. If, if the latter would have stood, which it yeah. did. Yeah, thank God. And then uh, I had no idea. So watching it live, you see all this happen, and then you're like, God, dude, the announcers are going nuts. It's like, here we go. Here's Don't worry. Here's the our huge our savior, thing. Dean Blandino, who every football fan loves. I mean, everyone yeah. loves when Dean comes on the screen. He breaks it down. You know, like the professional he is. Definitely exactly. not a piece of shit. So then they just, out of nowhere, they're just like, oh, there might have been a forward lateral. And it's like, where? Where was there a forward lateral? Where? Nowhere. Like you have to be thinking like, oh, maybe when Vedral threw the ball and then they show the replay like five or six times, it felt like, and you, you still don't see it. And then they finally find the one part and it's like, oh, okay. Now we feel okay. But now are they going to actually overturn it? And then they came out and overturned it and that was it. So what were, uh, and then, yeah. Okay. So that was it. We win 37, 21, a couple of knees. I thought they were a little bit of aggressive knees. Not like Dude, his they knees like, were they aggressive, like, but their D-line was aggressive. Towards our linemen, I mean, he could have very easily fell onto a knee. Um, yeah, I thought, weren't they? I mean, I don't know. It's a Greg Schiano team. That doesn't shock me at all. Yeah, you know, if you suck, you suck. It's whatever. It's part of it. So yeah. um, any uh, major moments or big plays that stick out to you in this game? Uh, I mean, the, the turnovers and pressure, uh, again, I, I can't talk about this defense enough. I mean, our offense did enough, but it was because like we, what we did to Rutgers is what Rutgers did to Michigan state the week before. 
Like we beat them at their own game. And, you know, if we're, if we don't give our team the short side of the field that many times, this game's a lot closer than, than the blowout that it was. So, I mean, uh, I'm kind of cherry picking here, kind of easy, but yeah, I mean, every single turnover was absolutely used. Uh, Jay will made big plays. Micah McFadden was all over the place. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, the, the key plays were everything we did on, did on defense. Uh, and then Michael Penix does have a pretty deep ball. Um, you know, with the NCAA football game that's coming out, um, I'm just going to throw a deep ball, I think, on all like 65 plays um, because Mike, Michael Penix throws a beautiful deep ball. Yeah. I hope he's not on it because I don't, I don't think it's coming out for like two to three years. No, he'll be here two more years because <laughs> no, nobody's taking a quarterback that, you know, knees can't stay together. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, what does he have to get one more ACL on his left knee now so that he can have two on each, even it up a little bit. Um, so here, my big plays on him, Ricky Bobby, (laughs) my big plays in, in big moments. Um, the penalties were just insane. I don't have that right in front of me as far as total penalties go. It was a lot. Let's just say it was a, it was a big 10 basketball officiated game a total of 20 penalties iu had 11 for 119 yards and they weren't just like at whatever times in the game they were big penalties usually um you know we outgained them everywhere except for on the on the ground they got us by 12 yards who cares um but and that may have just been from the knees at the end of the game so the penalties were were bad. The lateral fiasco, of course, was a huge moment in the in the game. And thank you for instant replay or or reviews, because if not, then I'm not saying they would have won the game or tied it. I mean, still you have to get another onside kick, another touchdown, another two point conversion. But like, I, we won't enjoy a game. I don't think. Maybe next week we enjoy a game. Definitely against Michigan State, but it was nice there for a little bit to just be able to sit back and laugh at the other team. Um, I mean, we, we, you were laughing from about the start of the second quarter till about five minutes left in the fourth quarter. I yeah. mean, we definitely got a half of football where, you know, I was sipping on beers, not having a worry in a world. So, you know, we got to for IU football to have a half of a game comfortable. I'll, I'll take it after years of what we went through i'll take i'll take it yeah me too the other the other observation i made from the game our offensive line isn't good and it's not going to be good i don't think so that's going to be a problem uh as far as big plays go uh the sack by mullen on the final drive to start that drive was a huge sack um and then i think one of the biggest plays in the game was that mike interception that we touched on a little bit on that fourth and eight the reason I think that was a big play was because we could have put the game away at that point. But then we have the WAP face mask, of course, another penalty right afterwards. So um, speaking of WAP, players of the game, let's start on uh, offense. Yeah. You you, you, well, you go ahead. I mean, you already said it. I got uh, Whopper. Give no, me Whopper. Of course. Um, yeah. Let me and- go to the stat line real quick. He was five catches, 137 yards, obviously the long of 63. If the dude had like, I don't what is it with him? Like he's just not fast. He's quick. He's just not 
fast, like long distance fast. I haven't seen that from somebody with that kind of build on him for that catch. Like he should have scored that touchdown, but what a game. I mean, for him, he had some big catches, some big over the, over the middle catches. Uh, None of that just garbage uh, side RPO screen stuff that he did later on, later on in the year, which wasn't his fault, but the entire Ole Miss game. Yeah, basically. Um, But yeah, I thought Whopper had a big game. So uh, what do you think about your pick? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going Penix. Um, uh, not going to go – I could go Stevie. I could go Fry Fogel. But, how, Michael, how many we win by? We won by 17. 16. 16. Math. Um, Chuck Campbell goes three for three with two bombs and four for four extra points. Um, you know, uh, I, I, I have to give it to him. I mean, if he misses one or two of those, it's a completely different game. Um, you know, just, just the reliance we can put on him, but I mean, no WAP WAP was the best offensive player in this game. Um, but that's, again, that's kind of sad that, you know, in a game against Rutgers, Stevie, Michael, Ty Hendershot, none of them really stand out when, when we had a talent difference. Um, I I did not enjoy this game on a rewatch as much as I did watching it live. You know, Hindy had two touchdowns, right? He still played a bad game. <laughs> also, six, I just don't like to do six. That's that's exactly what it is. He had six catches and two touchdowns. That was his best game of the year. <laughs> he also had like three drops. He had one penalty. I don't know. Up and down game. We'll say it was an up and down game. We'll say it was an up and down game. All right, defense. Who you got? Uh, defense for me is big play J. Um. He he made a he made a lot of uh, he made sacks he made interceptions he did pass deflections um, he he just did really well I thought this was one of his one of his better games and uh, I actually thought he was our best corner in this game um, and when you have guys like Taiwan Mullen and Reese Taylor um, that's that's quite an accomplishment so um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed watching him um, as. As, as the season went on, I think this was his breakout game to start his excellent season. Yeah, I thought he was pretty good. Um, I'm going to go, as everybody knows, Jama- no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'll go Reese Taylor, actually. I thought he had really? a great game. I thought you were going to go Micah. I should have went. I had Micah as one, but I was going to let you have it. So. Yeah, I mean, you should have gone. He was my second pick. I Mike thought Reese Taylor. I wrote down Reese Taylor in the first quarter. He had some open field tackles. He had... Uh, He's got, let me just look at his stat lines real quick. Quarterback hurry. Uh, I think he may have had a sack. Uh, no, no sacks, but he did have a, he did have a tackle for loss, which I think was on that screen. Um, I mean, the dude had eight tackles. He led the team in tackles as a corner. Uh, the dude, he was great. I thought he was and his best game maybe of his career. We return all three of them. I mean, it's super exciting what we have at corner going on. Um, and we and you know you get Raheem Lane back. I mean, holy shit! The way we can rotate our corners is going to be mightily impressive. Yeah, next year. Yeah, for for a while, for a while. There's so much depth there; it's crazy. Yeah. Um, let's uh, let's move on here. We're gonna get to your questions next, actually. But before we do that, let's get to our sponsor. Uh, our sponsor, as always, is the Monon Track Club. Monon Track Club is Indiana's running brand. It's built on a deep love for the sport and the Hoosier State. 
They craft products, tell stories, and create experiences that aim to celebrate, support, and add to Indiana's running culture. Do you like running? Me neither. Do you like sick hoodies and t-shirts? Yes. Oh, I like that. Well, check out the link in the show notes to shop MTC and support IU alumni-owned small business. As a thank you to our listeners, MTC is offering our customers 10% off their purchase with promo code LEO10. That's LEO, the number one, and then the number zero, LEO10, at checkout. Again, check the show notes for the link and the promo code. Now, let's get to what we call Brando's Randos. Brandon? So here we sit, February 3rd, 2021, and everyone is talking about the stonks, whether that is GameStop, AMC, Dogecoin. Um, everyone is talking about stonks. So my question to you, Michael, uh, one of three today, would you take stock in Rutgers football? It's low. It's low, and, and, and you got Michigan State going the wrong direction. Um, Maryland just can't seem to put it together. We know, we know what's going on with, with the Michigan program. We've talked about that. Are you buying Rutgers stonks? No, I will never buy Rutgers stonks. Me neither. Never. I I just had to find something topical. I thought it was funny. No, definitely not taking Rutgers stonks. They're going to go, they're going to go four and eight and for eternity. How about this? How about if you got to pay, you had to pick a loser team, team with a losing record in the big 10. Um, or a team that didn't take a bowl game. Who are you buying stonks in right now? Definitely. I mean, again, the easy answer is Nebraska because just of you know the what, what what they have. But I'm not going Nebraska because their coach is an ass and their fan base sucks. Um, I'm taking Michigan State. You know, they've they've been there. Michigan's going the different direction. Um, you know, they've so yeah. If, if I had to choose a team. That sucks. I I'd go, I'd go Michigan State, but I don't feel good about any of them, honestly. No, I might buy just no Ron Maryland because they got Ron, cool Ron Dash Dale is gone, so I'm not gonna buy anything there. Uh, Penn State. Are we allowed to buy stock in Penn State? I will never. Buy, I mean, everyone heard last stock. week what I think. The producer says we can't buy stock in Penn State. Uh, man, I don't want to buy stock in Maryland, dude. No, like Maryland is, it's tough. They scare the shit out of me, man. They do uh, have two his brother, so who knows? Well, Iowa technically didn't play a bowl game. Can I buy stock in Iowa? No, because they're fucking douchebag Gary Barta. I will oh, never, yeah. never support anything that fucker does. I'm so. just, I'm gonna buy. You know what? You know what? I don't care about other teams. I will pay the high price and buy however many stocks I can buy with my money in IUFB. Woo! I don't know right. if it could be any higher right now. Well, it maybe. Higher. maybe. It'll get higher next year. It'll get higher next year when we're playing. All right, on to my next question. On to my, on to my next. Um, Rutgers obviously joined the Big Ten. Uh, you know, they, they've been here a while, but are they still the basement program um, in the Big Ten? Like, would you put any program, not just football, but just like, a, a athletics wide is, is Rutgers still the basement of the big 10. Oh man. Nebraska is pretty close. Um, it, it's up between them. Honestly, Northwestern's 
they're not I don't think they're that good at football, but record wise they're okay and obviously they got to the championship this year. Um yeah, I mean dude, Rutgers is just I I'm pretty sure they're going to be just always bad. Yep. I mean that that year everybody thinks I think in our man, this is going to sound I hate saying generation cuz we're not like we're not that old, but Everybody in our age group thinks Rutgers is like this decent football squad that's got like one or two good years with Ray Rice, where they had that one night game on ESPN against like Louisville or something. I, they, I would I would trade Rutgers in for Pitt. I'd trade him in for Missouri. I'd trade him in for Louisville. I'd trade him in for I mean, you name a number of Midwest teams. Um, I would take I, I would take them over Rutgers. The Central official Michigan. University of, of New York City. Syracuse? No. Rutgers. No. Yeah, Rutgers Syracuse is New York City University. Doesn't Syracuse claim uh, New York's college basketball team or something like that? Get no, out of here, St. John's. Fuck Who out knows? of here, New York. New York's weird. Uh, but no, no, I mean, I'm, I'm going to answer my own question here. They're, they're definitely the basement program. Uh, one, one more question, and this was actually my, my favorite question watching this game, if you had one player from Rutgers that you could just take from them, who would it be? I got to look him up. Um, I know you're going to say there, there's an obvious one, especially there? especially going into next year. Oh, uh, that's I don't think you think I'm going to go with the same person. Um, he's a defender, defensive oh, linebacker. Gosh darn, uh, Brendan White is his name. I think I think I either go Brendan White or there's another guy. Uh, God, good luck pronouncing his name. Olakuno Fatukasi. Fatukasi. Those two yeah, dudes were badass. Uh, they were. I mean, we they were good, dude. Brendan White was good. I like him. I think he's a transfer from yeah. somewhere. I'm just not taking anyone on, on Rutgers defense. They got lit up all year. Um, I, I'm taking uh, that Isaiah Pacheco. He didn't have a great stat line, oh, but you yeah. could tell you could tell that, you know, he, he was definitely skilled and he was just working with, you know, our ears were pinned back because his quarterback couldn't throw and his offensive line was terrible. Yeah. So Brendan, um, Brendan, sorry to cut you off real quick. Brendan White is a transfer from Ohio State. He's a safety Ohio transfer from Ohio, Ohio State. Ohio State. Ohio State and now plays that like Husky or like linebacker position at Rutgers. Yeah. But that was tough, man. They didn't have a lot of good players. Um, no. They're not going to be good for a while. Nope. 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 So, cool. you uh, give grades and get out of here? Well, what, what was the significance of this win for you? Uh, the significance of this win, um, beating who you should, right? Not having a letdown game. You know, we said it at the beginning of this that we were all ready for a letdown, you know, emotions were high coming off a, a program changing win. It would just be so IU football to drop a game like this and to beat a team that you should after that emotional of a win is, it, it, it was the significance for me. Yeah. That's what I said. I said it was a big, a big win, like a classic trap game scenario after having that Penn state game. And then with Michigan next, uh, I, you, you'll see in just a second with my grade. I don't love the win. I didn't love watching this game. Um, 
wasn't as enjoyable as I thought it was the first time we watched it or Jesus. I watched it. Um, but it was, it was a big win. It was a big win for the program uh, to kind of keep the confidence going and, and almost prove to ourselves. I wouldn't say to everybody else, but prove to ourselves like, Hey, we can, we can win these games. We can, we can win, hang with everybody. So uh, what grade are you giving it? So offense again, uh, I'm giving it C plus just because again, you know, Michael started to throw, you know, show a little bit of his, his arm strength and his deep balls were good, but it was still a very average offensive game. Uh, defense again, I thought was fantastic. Um, they had a few blips. Um, so I'm going to give him a B plus and then the special team just a minus only because of the, uh, the onside kick. So overall it was a B. Um, you know, I think if we pull it, you know, if it's an, if it's an A game, you know, we probably beat them by 35, 40. If, if it's a, if it's a C game, it might be a one score game. So I gave him a B for this game. Yeah. I gave him a C plus. Uh, okay. I had it as like a B B plus somewhere in there. I think before we started potting and I just switched it over just exactly like what you said, you don't make the mistakes. The penalties are insane. It's an entire football field worth of penalties. Um, you don't make those mistakes. You don't have the bad snap. You, you play a clean game. You win by three, four scores. Easy. Yep. Uh, so that's just how I feel. I mean, a win is a win. It's great. It's great to have. Uh, this one felt a lot closer than what the final score was. So either way, IU is 2-0. Was 2-0. Is 2-0 win, now. Win, baby, win. Podcast. That is all that matters. Yes. So let's move on, man. We're going to Michigan. Michigan's at home next week. We will we will recap that game. Can't wait a, to gloat. I can't wait to gloat for this game. A historic win again, ranked when we beat him. In a, in a historic win for the program. Uh, we will cover next week when IU beats Michigan. Brandon, I'll talk to you then. Elio. Elio, man. All right. Elio. Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day. Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And Elio. Oh, thank you so much. Elio. Well, thanks so much. Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that. Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day. Elio. Awesome. Elio. Elio.